Go Loud presents Around the World in 80 Gays with Catherine Lynch and Brian Kennedy. our guest on the main episode was legendary producer and director Bill Hughes. Now Bill has worked in showbiz, the biz of shows, since 1985 <laughs> and has produced over a thousand hours of TV. What? Do you think we'll ever get a thousand hours of podcast? Well that's not a question I could possibly answer. That's <laughs> up to the people at home who are listening to us. Oh my god, I have to listen to you for another thousand hours. Drop names. Yeah, there was a few names dropped there actually. Yeah. You worked with Bill. I did, you know, we were, um, I was lucky enough to do a live DVD from Belfast. My career was kind of, you know, like most people's careers, there are peaks and troughs. So this yeah. was a peak and suddenly we thought, you know what, because the live shows have been peaks going. Peaks and so troughs. Peaks and troughs, that's right. <laughs> Brian Kennedy, peaks and troughs. <laughs> Not pigs and troughs. Peaks and troughs. Mountain peaks, troughs. Oh, what he is like, honestly. Let's trough this out. <laughs> and so we decided, you know, because I hadn't really made a live record uh, yet, um, that we decided we'd record two nights in the Waterfront Hall in Belfast. Um, so I, 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 I invited all kinds of people. And yeah. a most amazing band. And Bill produced it. He's fantastic. Yeah. He has done so much fantastic yeah. work. And we were just saying there uh, that like every bit of his work has such um, uh, integrity. Yeah. Do you know? And Authenticity, heart yeah. and soul. Like he doesn't do anything just kind of off the cuff really. No. It's always so well thought out. He's not doing it for money. As no, such. Exactly. He's doing it. He's putting the project as first and yeah. then the money fo- follows. That's right. And, um, and he was very, very good with me. Uh, you know, the bigger the shows get, the more nervous you get in a way because mm. suddenly it's not just about you and a guitar or, and a bunch of songs. You also are relying on production values. Mm. And you know, an, an artist is not necessarily somebody who knows much about production. Mm. Certainly you learn as you go, but the bigger the show, you know, the smaller your relationship with the audience becomes. You know, I'm used to seeing the whites of people's eyes and being yeah. able to gauge how the show's going. When you've just got cameras and lights and you've also also got to land in that spot, otherwise the light doesn't pick you up and all of that. So it's a whole new set of skills to learn. And thank God Bill was on hand to go, oh, I think you might just want to do that. And that here's why were you using, you know, smoke instead of... Because I was like, why are we using so much smoke? It's ridiculous. But... um. You know, you learn as you go. He taught me a lot, I think, in those early days. Yeah, he is. Nearly 20 years ago. He's full of humility. He, you know, saying that he's not such a good producer. He's an amazing producer. Well, I think that doesn't surprise me because, Catherine, you go on and on sometimes about how you don't think you're that good or you don't think the show went so well. And there I am in the audience thinking that's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. So I think humility is the very close neighbour of artistry. Is it? <laughs> well, it's, it's just a very close neighbour of artistry, I yeah. think. If... It's obviously, it's also a waste of time a lot of the time. Um, mm. This kind of like self-deprecating that is part of our Irish DNA. Yeah. I'm kind of sick of it at this stage. I'm sick listening to myself, second second guessing myself mm. and second guessing was I good there, was I this, See, that's why I, I hate that? this Im- uh, imposter yeah. syndrome yeah. notion because you know exactly how hard you work to get where you are. Yeah. Bill too, myself included. The last thing I know about myself is that I came from where I came from, yeah. how I came from that the time. The Falls Road, everyone. The Falls Road, in case you haven't heard me before. And so, do you think that Take I, a then, shot. I then got to Madison Square Garden with Bob Dylan and Van Morrison thinking, oh, I don't belong here. Yeah. I'm a, an imposter. Do you think That's... I got to Cavan, Cavan Town <laughs> yeah. to drink some Madison myself? <laughs> Yeah. There's self-deprecation. But yeah, I know you don't get anywhere uh, unless you put the hard work. Yeah. And you have obviously in the core, in your little acorn of confidence. Uh, sorry, I'm not that, in the course. 
Are you not? No. Oh, I, thought I you mean, I did audition one time, but I just wasn't thin enough. <laughs> you have the hair. <laughs> and I the do beard. have the hair these days. And the, and the, oh, what a bitch. The beard. Oh, you mean Jim's beard. Yeah. Okay. Got the brows as well. Hey, girls. Sharon Core is one of my best buddies. So, oh, you no, know, she's lovely. We'll get her on, but she's just not gay enough. I know. Never mind. So, like, in that episode, Bill was talking about the television and wanting yeah. to be in the television. And yeah. that was the world he wanted to be in uh-huh. when he grew up. Where did you get that little zygous moment where it was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a singer? I can relate a wee bit to what he was saying, because, you know, I'd say the TV was on as long as the fire was on, you know, and that was our portal to the outside world. So imagine there's a riot on the Falls Road and then suddenly you see that riot on the TV. And you also see I love that he was talking about how, you know, the media really were directing the the dishonesty of the time in a way, because I remember one time. The question was where? (laughs) No, I'm I'm getting there. This is a really really important thing to say. Um, it's, it, that um, for example if the journalists were late somehow to get to report a riot they'd say to us smelly wee kids do you want 50p and we'd go yeah okay well so throw a load of stones at that burnt out car there then they'd photograph us doing that and then that would be in the newspaper the next day or it'd be a news report on the TV so right there you learn how the media, how the media manipulates the situation uh-huh. for me certainly I remember being at school and our, our music teacher loosely coined, um, Mr. Ewings, like um, Dallas, that surname, um, he was trying to put a choir together and he was going around all the boys going, can you sing that note? Can you sing that note? Most of the fellas could hardly even speak. They smoked so much. We were all like 12 or 13. And then suddenly he hit a note and I sang it back to him. And he's like, do that again. I did it again. He goes, stay after class. I thought I was in trouble, but I wasn't. And he, and he literally got me around the piano and he was like, sing, just sing that. And then slowly but surely, it, it seemed to be going okay. And he turned around and he said to me, I think you have a voice. Yeah. And so when it's, when a teacher that's in a position of power who normally is given out to you about something yeah. says something complimentary, you're like, well, maybe that. Unbelievable. What was real. his name? Do you remember? Seamus him? Ewings, like, like the oh, yes, Dallas that's show. that's what you said, Seamus um, Ewings. Mr. Seamus Sorry. Ewings. I'll never forget him. And I thanked him on the telly. I was listening. Um, <laughs> see, she's not, she's not listening to me. He was out to me about waffling and then there she is thinking about her I own just, career. I just oh, sit yeah. awe, I just sit in awe going. You just drifted how, off, didn't you? How I asked him where he learned he had a voice and all of a sudden I was on the falls road throwing stones at a car again. Listen, there she is in her Kylie Minogue glasses. Think it's just class. <laughs> well, it is unbelievable because I do actually learn more about you every time we have a podcast together. I'm yeah. going, I never knew that. Yeah. That's amazing. It is amazing. So, yeah, I mean, imagine the discovery that teacher had of this little boy who could sing like a, a little angel. Now he's a hell's angel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that that's the that's the thing about somebody who has a little voice. I mean, I shouldn't be a singer at all. I shouldn't. You know, the, the components weren't there. I never had any lessons. Yeah. There wasn't really much music in the family to speak of until much later on. Yeah. And my eldest brother, you know, really was the trailblazer, really. But I think punk unlocked that Pop. a lot for young. Yeah. Um, punk unlocked that for that generation where you actually, the more you couldn't play an instrument, the better off it was because yeah. what you needed was attitude amplified. Yeah. Um, Johnny Rotten, thanks a million, and Sid Vicious. So when I came along, certainly... Your music w- is very punk. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I just missed punk. I remember just thinking about. I loved the way they looked. I loved the yeah. dyed hair and the you know the safety pin oh, and the baby oh, Westwood. I loved it. I need all my so good.
That was it. I just heard is that a melody. What you think punk is? In punk. Well, it is. It's shouting down the microphone. I love punk. Actually, I, uh, yeah. I think my comedy is quite punk. Oh, it's a punk sensibility, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I love just going up yours, society, and up yours. I don't want to tickle the underbelly mm. about of society. I want to give it a good punch in the stomach. I think when you're on the outside anyway, you know, when you're a young person, you know, struggling with identity, struggling yeah. with gay identity, especially, you're really used to being on the outside of everything, mm. looking in. So certainly, even though I had that teacher saying those things to me, I still was on the outside of it. it took me a long time to feel more comfortable. I'll never forget the first time I ever got up Did and signed it for Did you have imposter syndrome? Never. <laughs> never, ever. Well, that's what that is. It's no, it's not at all. Oh, God, it's not. You, absolutely, it isn't. What that I means is you're not fully ready to really... You don't know enough about oh, yourself to embrace yourself. I just yourself. heard a melody. Oh, I just heard a melody. Next week. <laughs> Next week, I'm taking the piss out of Brian Kennedy, <laughs> Catherine I love Lynch. It. Did you know that our brain was born in the Falls Road? <laughs> Bohor Naval, for our Gaelic listeners. Oh, someday you'll find something out about me. He might ask me a question. <laughs> is it true? You're Patrick Cavanagh's grand niece. Is it? Absolutely. Oh, stony grey soil of Monaghan. You burgled my bank of youth. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to this week's bonus episode. For all the latest updates and news, follow me at Catherine Lynch Official, him at Brian Singing Kennedy, and at Go Loud underscore app. <laughs> <laughs>